Accepting the limitations of control over external factors, it's not a sign of weakness, but it's a realization of the true nature of life. It frees us from the burden of constantly trying to manipulate and control the uncontrollable. Or, as the great Stoic Marcus Aurelius said, you have power over your mind, not outside events. Realize this and you will find strength. Welcome to the Personal Mastery and Growth Podcast, where we explore the keys to unlocking your full potential and living your best life. I'm your host, Jose Johnson. Whether you're looking to make a breakthrough, overcome a challenge, or simply live with greater clarity, joy, and purpose, you'll find the tools and inspirations you need right here. So let's start your journey towards personal mastery and growth right now. Welcome back to the Personal Mastery and Growth Podcast, your go-to resource for practical tips, insightful research, and inspiring stories to help you unlock your full potential. I'm your host, Jose Johnson, and I'm an expert in the fields of mindfulness, mindset, and peak performance. And I am so excited to have you with me today. So in this episode, we are going to embark on a transformative journey to redefine control. We'll delve into its true essence and discover how it can either enslave you or empower you. Are you ready? Well, let's dive in. Let's begin by unraveling the myths surrounding control. So here's the bad news. Focusing on the things that are beyond your control is bad for you. Now, this is not some groundbreaking new discovery. This belief is actually an essential pillar of the ancient Stoic philosophy. In fact, Epictetus says, the more you seek to control external events, the less control you will have over your own life. Now, research by psychologists indicates that there is a negative impact on our quality of life when we continually attempt to control external factors that are beyond our reach. Studies have shown that excessively focusing on trying to control external circumstances can lead to increased stress and anxiety, a decreased sense of well-being, and lower overall levels of satisfaction. The more we try to control the uncontrollable, the more frustrated and powerless we begin to feel. So I guess that Epictetus guy did actually know what he was talking about. So one common misconception is that we can control other people. But the truth is, we can't. Every individual has their own thoughts, emotions, and choices. We can influence, we can inspire, and we can support them, but we can't dictate their actions or control their decisions. Similarly, our environment is another factor that is beyond our complete control. Look, life is unpredictable, and circumstances can change in an instant. Trying to control every aspect of our surroundings is an exhausting and extremely futile endeavor. We must learn to adapt to flow with the ever-changing tides of life. Accepting the limitations of control over external factors, it's not a sign of weakness, but it's a realization of the true nature of life. It frees us from the burden of constantly trying to manipulate and control the uncontrollable. Or, as the great Stoic Marcus Aurelius said, you have power over your mind, not outside events. Realize this, and you will find strength. 
So while we can't control everything in our external world, the good news is that we hold immense power over ourselves. Our thoughts, actions, and reactions are within our circle of control. It's in these areas that we have the power to truly transform our lives. And if you want to learn more about the circle of control and exercises to develop it, make sure you go back and listen to my first episode, which is titled, It Is What It Is, But It Becomes What You Make It. Extensive research in the field of positive psychology suggests that developing self-control leads to greater well-being and success. When we consciously choose our thoughts, taking charge of our mindset, we can reshape our reality. By directing our actions towards our goals and responding mindfully to challenges, we unlock our potential for peak performance. But cultivating self-control requires practice and discipline. One way to strengthen your self-control is to start observing your thoughts and becoming aware of any negative or limiting beliefs. Challenge those thoughts and replace them with empowering and positive ones. Recognize that you have the power to choose your reactions in any given situation. Additionally, implementing daily rituals and habits that support your goals for self-improvement can enhance your self-control. For example, setting a consistent sleep schedule, practicing mindfulness or meditation, and engaging in regular physical exercise can all contribute to improving self-regulation and fostering a sense of control over your life. To quote Lao Tzu, he who controls others may be powerful, but he who has mastered himself is mightier still. Now, let's dive deeper into protecting our inner domain, the core of our being. It's crucial that we don't allow others to control our happiness or determine our self-worth. Each of us possesses an intrinsic worth that cannot and should not be diminished by external influences. This is where the habits of people-pleasing, comparing ourselves to others, and keeping up with the Joneses bites us in the backside. So if you feel like your life is out of control, if you aren't happy with the direction you're headed, I want you to keep two things in mind. First off, it's your life. And if you want to live your best life, it has to be about you what you need, what you desire, what you want more of, and what you want less of. Don't let anyone else tell you what you are or aren't capable of accomplishing. Don't let anyone make you feel less than or unworthy. Don't give others the power to determine what your success or happiness looks like. To once again quote Lao Tzu, care about what other people think, and you will always be their prisoner. And the second thing is that if it's going to be your life, you have to take full responsibility. While you can and should look to others for inspiration and guidance when you aren't sure what to do next, remember that it's you that needs to do the work. So let's look at some ways to protect our inner domain. One simple way to protect our inner domain is by setting boundaries. Establish clear boundaries in relationships and interactions by clearly communicating what is acceptable and what's not. By doing this, you maintain control over how other people treat you and how they impact your well-being. 
It's important to be consistent in enforcing these boundaries, though, if you want others to respect them. Right, so to illustrate this point, let's take the example of having a dog. Uh, now imagine you don't want your dog to sleep on your bed, so you establish that as a boundary. If you consistently enforce that boundary, your dog, uh, let's call him Fido, will learn not to jump on your bed. Good boy. However, if you occasionally allow Fido to cuddle with you while you're watching TV, well, he'll start to think that that behavior's okay. Then when you suddenly yell at him for jumping on the bed, both you and Fido will be confused and frustrated. The same principle applies to setting boundaries in relationships. If you feel the need to establish boundaries, it's essential that you're willing to stand by them and not feel guilty about enforcing them. Consistency is key in maintaining healthy boundaries and ensuring that others understand and respect them. Self-awareness is another essential aspect of protecting our inner domain. Take time to get to know yourself on a deeper level. Understand your values, your strengths, and your weaknesses. This self-awareness enables you to make choices that align with your authentic self rather than being swayed by external pressures or opinions. So, what are some ways to improve your self-awareness? Well, one great option that I always suggest is meditation. When you meditate, you learn to calm your mind and become aware of your thoughts and feelings. Now, some people think meditation means having no thoughts at all, but that's not how our brains work. As one of my martial arts mentors taught me, meditation is letting one thought represent 1,000. So when we quiet our minds, our racing thoughts start to slow down and we can observe them without judging. Meditation is a form of metacognition, which is just a fancy way of saying you're able to think about your own thinking. When you quietly observe your thoughts, you become aware of the patterns in your internal dialogue. And why is this important? Because your thoughts and beliefs shape how you see the world and they drive your actions. Your consistent actions are what create your results. So if you want to change your outcomes, you need to start by changing your thoughts and beliefs. And as our old friend Epictetus said, when you control your thoughts, you control your destiny. Now, if meditation isn't your thing, there's another option, journaling. Journaling serves a very similar purpose by giving you insight into your thoughts and experiences. Take a look at recurring themes in your thoughts and feelings as you go through your daily experiences. This will help you identify your triggers, any limiting beliefs that may be holding you back, and also uncover your passions and areas of growth. So whether it's meditation or journaling, both practices offer incredible tools for self-reflection and personal growth. They help you gain a deeper understanding of yourself and make positive changes in how you think and act. Choose the practice that resonates with you the most and embrace the transformative power that it holds. It's also important to surround ourselves with positive influences and a supportive network. Choose relationships that uplift and inspire you, where mutual respect and encouragement thrive. This way, you can foster an environment that reinforces your sense of control and empowers you for your own personal growth.
So allow me to share a personal story from my martial arts training where I discovered the essence of control. Through discipline and dedicated practice, I learned to control my body, to move with precision, and to respond with clarity. But the true insight came when I applied those skills in competition. In those moments, I realized that I shouldn't allow my opponent, my partner, or my environment to control how I think, feel, or move. Instead, I stayed focused on the one thing I had developed control over, myself. By remaining centered, I could adapt, respond, and execute with clear intention. So as we wrap up our discussion on control, let's take a moment to consider the far-reaching consequences of this subject. Embracing true control means acknowledging that we can't control everything and everyone. Instead, we should seek to nurture self-control, directing our thoughts, our actions, and our reactions towards a purposeful life. Remember, my friends, you are the author of your own destiny. Take charge of your inner world, protect your happiness, and let go of the need for external control. Embrace the beauty of self-control and then watch as your life transforms and blossoms. Well, that brings us to the end of today's episode. I hope our exploration into the topic of control has shed light on its true essence and empowered you to reclaim your personal power. As you navigate through life's twists and turns, remember that control lies within your thoughts, actions, and reactions. So thanks for tuning in to today's episode. And if you have any questions, feedback, or suggestions for a future topic, please don't hesitate to reach out. And be sure to tune in again in two weeks for another thought-provoking episode of the Personal Mastery and Growth Podcast. Until then, stay in control of your destiny, stay empowered, and keep growing. And remember, it is what it is, but it becomes what you make it. So make it great. Thanks for tuning in. Before we wrap up, I just want to remind you that the information shared in this podcast is for educational and informational purposes only. It is not intended as a substitute for professional advice or treatment. While the content of this podcast is based on research and personal experience, everyone's situation is unique and the advice given may not be applicable to all. Always consult a qualified professional before making significant changes in your life. The Personal Mastery and Growth Podcast is recorded at the So Good Media Studios located in the Candy Factory, a co-working space in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. 